We were going to have an interview uh, with James and Jill Otwell today, but late in the week, James expressed uh, regret that there was a work situation that he was required at today. James is a, a city police officer, Edmonton police officer, and uh, was just an un unavoidable circumstance there. And so pray for him in that role. Uh, if you know James, uh, you're going to see him and his wife Jill on video soon. Uh, but um, thank him. Thank him for his service, along with a few others in our church family who serve in our communities in uh, policing roles. We, we honor you. We thank you for what you do. So just two or three days ago when we found out that we, we wouldn't be able to do the live interview, and Laurel, thank you for uh, your willingness to do that um, another time maybe, uh, Brennan was able to uh, shoot the marriage conversation part. Maybe that's not an appropriate word right there, given police officer and all, but you know what I mean. Uh, was able to shoot with a camera the marriage conversation part of their story. And so we'll hear from them in, in just a moment. And then we're going to take several minutes this morning to think about, for those who are married, to think about our own marriages and to read from familiar verses for most of us from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, a few verses there, that you'll often hear at a wedding but I wonder how many times those of us who are, are married over the years have put that scripture before us and said, how are we doing in our marriage in, 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 in terms of paralleling how we live in this important relationship with, with what God defines as love? And of course, that 1 Corinthians 13 passage is applicable in Every area of life, every relationship, how we should live as Christ followers, the characteristics as the Apostle Paul writes there and defines and describes what love is. And so we're going we're gonna to read that. And then I just want to give the heads up. We're going to have two or three minutes of quiet with a little bit of background music to pray together as, as couples, for, again, for those who are married or, or engaged. If you're not married... Uh, maybe, maybe you were at one time, or you hope to be in the future. Uh, I encourage you in these moments that we'll have to, to pray for married couples that you know. Can I ask you to do that? Pray, pray for your parents. Pray if, if they're still living. Pray for your, pray for your kids that are married. Pray for your friends who are married. Take, take these moments to pray for the married couples of this church family. Pray that, that even over the next 20 minutes or so, that every married individual in our church family would recommit to Jesus and recommit to their spouse in, I believe, what are going to be holy and powerful moments today. <laughs> You know, as the point leader and the buck stops with you and you get that word that the interview's not going to happen, right away, oh, what? But it was pretty soon after that. And as I watched the video, as it uh, came to me, uh, that, that God has a plan 
today. And for you engaging online as well, I want you to hear the heart behind James and Jill as they share. And I want you, maybe you're, maybe you're at home or traveling with your spouse, make these moments significant commitment moments as, as, as we will do here in the gathering in, in a little while. And so I, I ask you to engage with this with a genuine heart of faith. Um, married people, engaged people, single people, for the married people, and for your own future, for those that want to be married but aren't. That you look at this prayer, the, the, we'll have at, the, at the end, uh, after the video, th there will be a, a prayer that will loop. And you can make the commitment now. You, you, you maybe, uh, well, create all kinds of scenarios, I guess, but the, the circumstance in life where you are relating to the topic of marriage, this, this prayer can, can be applicable, is all I'm saying. And so turn your, turn your attention to the screen for the next uh, nine, ten minutes and uh, hear from James and Jill Otwell. You know what? It's talking about Jesus, like, in our marriage is tough, right? That's, like, we found the other night when we were chatting, uh, when we were asked to do this, talk about how Jesus is working in our life, and our marriage. Uh, it was harder than I thought. I don't know how you felt about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, sort of. Yeah. Every couple goes through stuff. Yeah. And some stuff is harder than others, and... Um, yeah, so we've been through a lot of stuff, and mm -hmm. the devil has come and kind of put a little darkness over top of our our household for a little while there. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that was tough to go through all that kind of stuff. But in a sense, it was almost a gift. I feel now it was almost a gift that we were given because it brought Jesus front and center in our lives now. That's true. Right? That's true. Yeah, I think... The, the step away, like if one partner or the other steps away from, say, Christ, that it, it bolsters it almost, right? It, it brings that, um, potentially brings that back to the center. I know for us it did, mm -hmm. right? Because uh, there was a time that I stepped away um, for a length of time. And uh, I think I was um, under the influence of of evil at that time, you know, coupled with uh, some health issues and some just personal issues that happened. And um, yeah, it was, it was tough on you. Yeah, it was definitely a, definitely yeah. a hard time, but you know, mental wellness and that sort of thing. It's interesting when something happens, if you have a more of an objective point of view, you can sort of, I feel like through it all, God kind of showed up for me. I mean, he mm -hmm. was always there, but I think I noticed him at that moment and was able to show me kind of our, our scenario from an objective point of view. And I don't right. think I'd be able to do that without the strength of Jesus beside, beside me through that whole thing. Yeah. So it allowed me to, to see what was happening, you mm -hmm. know, and that in the core of you is an amazing person, mm -hmm. you know, just... And that's the thing is that sometimes the world creeps in and 
it wants you to see other things, but if you can focus on the core and soul of each person, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, true. and knowing that this is not, this is not James, this is not Jim, like who yeah. is this? This is not, this is something taking over that person. Yeah. And I think that it was interesting because I felt that, uh, like I, looking back now, I realized that I always, you know, I always felt my heart was full, right, with Jesus. But even though I completely didn't want that at that time, right, I wanted to push everything away, including you, right? But I did. I, I like, looking back, I realized that that light shining through you uh, maybe was the way to get to me, the sneaky way to come around the corner, right, and be like, I'm still here loving you no matter what, <laughs> right? Because that's what you were saying. I'm here loving you no matter what. It's right? true. And so... It's true. I think, like, because because I had Jesus strong in my heart mm -hmm. and he guided us to the church to church to go to church all the time and and just start living through him and leaning on him through troubled times no matter what the outcome like because yeah, we didn't know right. what was going to happen you know but also seeing that if you see someone struggling who you love you know mm -hmm. and it's out of character that they're acting the way they are he was asking me to find the strength within and tether myself to him mm -hmm. so that I could be a source of strength for you in a sense. Did you feel that? Or? Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly, that's exactly right. I like the word tether, right? It was like, there was that, that point for my life where everything was kind of chaos around, but it always felt like there was that, that tether, um, to you, right. And tether to my faith, right. That, I couldn't cut that tether, like, you know, and uh, at the time, like I said, I, I wanted to, but, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was, I could definitely feel that for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's just looking back on it now, it's just strange, hey? I mean, mm -hmm. like going through it is tough. It's really hard. But having, knowing that Jesus is there and kind of seeing him and, and, knowing that, that that strength is there for you to rely on and to fill your soul yes, with so right. that you can support those for around sure. you who need it. Um, it's just interesting how, looking back, you can see how he was working through mm -hmm. us, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just I think pretty... so. I think the constant, yeah. it was a constant, right? It was that persistence and that gentle nudge once in a while where you feel the spirit work through you even when you feel like you're at the bottom you know and that could be as simple as you know I remember times that that we were together and it was just something you said right or something you did or an action that was kind of that reminder and I think that is that spirit that love coming through right from from Jesus for sure right. and I'm thankful now you know yeah well, it's funny because like I remember going through it all, and um, one of the things that stood out to me the most was a friend of mine had just a, a card came to her, and it was clouds, and on the clouds it said, choose love. Hmm. And she said, I feel like this is for you, and I feel like that was Jesus speaking through her to me because it's really difficult to choose love, you know, when... The first thing that everybody thinks is when something's wrong, you feel like it's you mm -hmm. who did that, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, of course, there's there's accountability and that sort of thing. There's always stuff that we do that's sure. not, you know, that's working against us. But that choose love, it was interesting because it just resonated with me. So I kept it on my phone. Mm -hmm. And every time I felt 
like I didn't want to choose love. <laughs> I looked at it and and I thought, okay, this is this is a message from from mm-hmm. God, just giving me the strength to keep going and right and yeah, then for sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't well, know. and I think in Scripture too, right? Like, um, I think it's in John where uh, it said that a husband should be a wife's faithful companion. And I know that that really stuck with me, like kind of on the heels of the dark time, let's call it, for better. That That's a whole other video all of its own. <laughs> but uh, I think that really resonated with me, is being a faithful companion. And I think it's the companion part, right? And it's it's that's kind of, that's like so big in marriage, like for me now, mm-hmm. right? The patience and understanding and being a good companion. What's that? In our uh, bedroom, we have that cross on the oh, dresser. What does it say? A marriage takes three. Yeah, right? Yeah. And that's, I think that patience and that feeling of companionship or whatever also comes through, like resonates through just having that relationship with, with God. Yeah. Right? Well, and every time I feel a little bit like scattered or, you know, like moving forward to now and how how do you get past something like that and how do you keep going? Because, of course... You have good days and bad days and yeah, memories right. and all that sort of thing. But each time those things happen, both of us now, having Jesus for front and center, mm-hmm. um, it's much easier because now if we have those bad days, then we pop to scripture. Or That's right. what's wonderful is now when we're praying at dinner time, right? Oh, I love it. Then yeah. we can say things and they resonate throughout the family. And That's right. We, it, we can pray together and we fall on Jesus and we just, you know, say, mm-hmm. forgive me, I know not better. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think we're stronger now in faith. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. as a couple and as a family, mm-hmm. right, with the kids, than we ever were. I want to thank uh, you, James and Jill, for being willing to share so transparently. We appreciate that very, very much. I, I want to say a little more for those who are, who are not married, and it's a challenge to you that are, actually, in these moments. I think it's appropriate to be reminded to ask you to make a habit of praying for those in, in your orbit of relationships that you know are, are single and maybe don't want to be, and for those in our church family as well that are have that desire to, to be married. I, w- I want you to pray that God would, would help these individuals be settled in, in their hearts and minds and be able to trust God, right? We always talk about that. That's, it's a good thing to talk about. It's a good thing to lean into no matter our circumstances. And I, I want you, as, as married couples, maybe even this week, maybe you've never done this before as a, as a couple, but I want to put it on your radar this morning. Pray that people in our church family, people you know that are wanting to follow Christ and they're in this season of life that they're easy to be restless and it's not what they, it's not where they maybe even want to be, where they want to be. I, I, I'm asking you to pray that they would be able to, again, fully trust God with their future, that they would, that, that they would honor God uh, sexually and that they would honor God, well, in, in every way, in, in, in every relationship that they have and just leave that loving challenge with you as as married people. 
These moments are about recommitting to your spouse today. Maybe your spouse isn't here. There's some of you that are uh, married, but you're here without your spouse for a variety of reasons. This is this is stuff you can you can pick up on and and do together. There's a prayer, the prayer that we're gonna take time to reflect on together. And I'm gonna read in a moment is is at the back uh, on a little half sheet of paper that you can take with you. Um, any one of you can take it with you today. Take a copy with you. Some of you have recently gone through or are currently situations that that I'm aware of in our church family marriage-wise grip the pastor's heart you'll have to pardon me going through deep waters where maybe you're feeling that darkness that James and Jill talked about right now God is able to heal what is broken in your marriage and and in your own heart if you'll give him a chance to do that it doesn't always go the way we hope right we live in a broken world we recognize that there are choices that all of us at various times make in different ways that are not honoring to God and not our not God's heart for us certainly that applies in our in our marriages as well Miriam and myself but when two individuals fully, completely submit to Jesus and to one another, any obstacle can be overcome. And in, in ministry over the decades, I've seen what would understandably be described as unrepairable. At times I've seen situations like that be fully restored to a healthy and vibrant love and, and, and marriage commitment. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. Just the first phrase of, of verse 8. In the New International Version says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it's not proud, it does not dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And, and that kind of love, you, you know it, is a, is a commitment. Do you see yourself anywhere there? In any of those phrases? I do. Yeah, I need to need to work on that one a little bit. God help, God help me. Continue to cultivate in me a Christ-like character for your glory as I move about in my world, but but in this most important earthly relationship as well. In a moment, there will be, as I mentioned already, a, a marriage prayer on the screen. 
And, and this might be awkward for some of you. I'm okay with that. If, if it helps to get this idea of, of praying together on your radar. I've come to learn that just because a couple have two individuals that are Christ followers and want to honor him as a couple that doesn't necessarily mean that, that, that prayer is a, is a part of that relationship and, and that's, that's sad and it doesn't have to be that way prayer doesn't, doesn't have to be in, intimidating I encourage you to talk to a Christian couple you know Maybe in your small group or, or someone who's a little further down the road in the marriage relationship than you and talk to them about prayer. And if that for them is something that they haven't done a good job at, if I can put it that way, which I hesitate to do, you know what I mean. Maybe the, the, the question, you can, you can, as two couples, you can talk and, and, and learn and grow together in what is such a vital part of Christian marriage, of course. Yeah, so these next few moments might, might be awkward for some of you, but, but that's okay. I want to read the prayer in full that is, again, on a half sheet of paper at the back you can pick up. And you'll see in the two or three minutes we take, and I'm going to go sit down. Brennan's just going to continue to pray or to, to play. Well, he might be praying too as he plays. That's good. Um, I'm going to join my wife on the, on the front uh, row here. And if your spouse isn't here, pray for them. Commit to talk about this and to, to use this prayer together as a, as a, a little tool, as a, as a guide to enrich, to deepen your, your, your relationship together in, in Christ. Miriam and I wrote, wrote this together. We, we're, we're just... It's our heart to say, Heavenly Father. I pray that you would help me to live humbly before you. Help me to always display the humility of Jesus in my marriage and toward my spouse. Jesus, thank you for being the ultimate example of selflessness. Please cultivate your selfless character in me so I would consistently love my spouse with a strong and selfless love. Help me to put my spouse's needs ahead of my own. I pray, God, you would unite our hearts so that together we would live fully surrendered to you. Give me a heart that is quick to forgive my spouse as you also forgive me. And God, thank you for your written word. May we spend time together reading and studying your word, allowing it to convict, correct, and direct us in our life together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you want to wander to the back and get a sheet right now, you can do that. Those slides are going to loop. But I'm going to ask you to just take some moments together.
pray. And if you're not married, these are moments that God can minister to your heart and encourage you and strengthen you and remind you that He's got you. He's got you. He's got you in your grief, missing your spouse like some of you are. Rest in Him. Commit to rest in Him in these moments for every day of your life. And married couples, take a couple minutes to pray together right now.